Welcome to Tales from the Mooseiverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Before we begin, I want to let you know we have a Patreon campaign launching this week. This campaign is a way for you to help bring this storytelling world to life for this season and beyond by supporting the production costs of this podcast. We also have some thank you gifts as a token of our appreciation. Visit mooseiverse.com to learn more and to join the Mooseiverse Patreon team. Last time, we heard the second part of the origin of Unpredictable Horse, when he met a group of dragons who decided they needed to take him to their home. Meanwhile, the last we heard about Montgomery the Moose and friends, they had found the entrance to the magical land that the two small humans, Phoebe and Tamar, have been searching for after discovering a treasure map their mom had been keeping since they were children. Phoebe, Tamar, and Montgomery the Mouse walked through the entrance and disappeared. Montgomery the Moose followed, and while he didn't find his friends, he found himself in a land that was magical indeed. A lush and beautiful land, which was very different than the winter of Maine he had just come from. When we left him, he had just heard a voice directing Montgomery to follow it. So now, let's see what happened with Montgomery the Moose next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. The voice Montgomery heard was coming from a dog, but it was the most delicious-looking dog he'd ever seen. It seemed to be made entirely of chocolate. A full-grown Labrador, moving and alive, but chocolate. A chocolate lab. The chocolate lab was a few feet in front of him, and moved in a way that Montgomery didn't understand. It looked like it was solid chocolate, melting a little in the hot sun. Or suns? He'd get back to that later. But the chocolate lab moved its legs and head just like a regular dog. In the distance, Montgomery saw pink clouds, which appeared to be moving of their own volition towards the mountaintops, where they turned into an enormous cloud-sized lump of snow and fell with a giant flump onto the peak, where they instantly turned to water, replenishing the streams that were coming down. As he looked out at the ocean, Montgomery saw the other end of the cycle, with clouds pulling themselves up out of the water. I must be dreaming, Montgomery said, wondering if the dream would allow him to taste chocolate. I must have knocked myself out running at that tunnel. This can't be real. Oh, you're going to try that, are you? asked the chocolate lab. That whole this-isn't-real thing? Don't think that's going to help you, you big lug. I assure you it's very real. As if to prove it, the chocolate lab stepped forward, opened its mouth, turned its head sideways, and closed its jaws on Montgomery's right leg. Yow! Montgomery yelled in pain. He would never have thought chocolate could hurt so much. The chocolate lab let go, having made its point. Wow! Montgomery said as he recovered. So that's what it's like for chocolate when I eat it. What's chocolate? asked the chocolate lab without really caring, before continuing, Never mind, you're coming with me. Yeah, you already said, Montgomery replied, now fully convinced that this was real, even while his mind told him that it couldn't be. Follow me, the chocolate lab said, and led the way down a path on the mountainside. Montgomery started to follow. As they were making their way around the curve of the mountain, he turned to take a look at where he'd come from, and he thought for a moment that he saw Roger, but then he lost sight of her. Excuse me, Montgomery said to the chocolate lab, but the lab just huffed back at him to let him know that Montgomery was not important enough to respond to. 
Montgomery wondered if his friend would be able to follow him. He didn't want to attract attention to Roger, though, since the chocolate lab might capture her, too. Although Montgomery was much larger than the lab, the lab was more agile and had a really strong bite. Montgomery's leg was still throbbing. As they made their way down the path, Montgomery kept thinking about the dog made out of chocolate. How did that work? Could Montgomery take a bite out of the dog? Or would that hurt the dog as much as when the dog bit him? Montgomery turned his head occasionally, and thought he sometimes caught sight of Roger again. He couldn't tell if Roger had seen him and was keeping her distance to plan a rescue, or if she just hadn't seen him at all. When he looked back at the chocolate lab, though, the strangest thing happened. For a moment, he couldn't see the chocolate lab, and he thought it was hiding, but slowly he realized the chocolate lab was still there. It just wasn't chocolate anymore. Now it seemed to be made of water. Still shaped like a dog, and walking along just as before, but somehow liquid. Montgomery was taken aback, but a moment later the chocolate lab was back to normal, or as normal as a walking chocolate dog could be. Montgomery decided he must have just imagined it. He wasn't used to this heat, and frankly this whole land sent his mind spinning. Then he realized that it wasn't just his mind that was spinning. The path they were on was turning. Not to say that there was a bend in the path, but that the path itself and the land below it was turning. The path had been going down the hill, but somehow it was now going around the side of the hill, and led to the bottom of a cliff face made out of, and this didn't make any sense, purple music? It's not like he could see it, he just knew that's what it was when he looked at it. The chocolate lab sighed. Ugh, again, just when the path was going where we needed it to. What is this place? Montgomery asked. Look, we'll have to go off-road. Just watch out. It's grass and soil right now, but you never know when it might become sticky tar, or poetry, or the vacuum of space, or... He looked down at himself briefly. Whatever it is I'm made out of. Chocolate, Montgomery replied, as they both left the path to walk on the grass, which, for the time being, remained grassy. Right. Chocolate, the chocolate lab said, somewhat reluctantly. Um... Where are we going? Montgomery asked, trying to regain some normality. Never mind that now, never mind that now, the chocolate lab replied, still focused on finding the way to their destination through the shifting landscape. Montgomery considered just running away, but it seemed a little pointless. He didn't know anything about where he was, and he wanted to find his friends. Then it occurred to him that maybe the chocolate lab had captured them too. Hey, have you seen some other creatures here? He decided to ask. Small creatures, one with four legs and two with two legs. The chocolate lab stopped and turned to look at Montgomery suspiciously, as if to ask, why would I care about the number of legs? It's a little rude, don't you think? said the chocolate lab. What is? asked Montgomery. I mean, you haven't even asked my name, and now you're talking about these friends of yours with all these legs. Don't you think that's a little rude? Well, I'm sorry. Montgomery replied, not quite sure why he was apologizing. Um, what's your name? I don't... The lab started before a pause. It stopped in its tracks and turned to look at Montgomery, with some sadness suddenly appearing on its chocolate face. Montgomery stopped too as the lab continued. I don't... have a name. You don't? Montgomery replied. No, the chocolate lab said defiantly. I mean, I don't really need one. It regained its composure and turned away to keep walking. I mean, I know who I am. That's what's important, right? 
Montgomery stood still, and for a second or two he realized this was his best chance to escape, but he was confused and felt sad for the lab. Why did you mention it, then? What? The lab huffed. Why did you say that I hadn't asked your name if you don't even have one? Montgomery asked. Well, you didn't know that, did you? I just thought it was rude that you didn't even ask. Montgomery decided to push back a little. Um, you bit my leg and captured me, he ventured. Hmm, said the lab. Yeah, I guess biting your leg was a bit rude, but I didn't capture you. The lab looked confused, as if Montgomery didn't really understand the situation. Wait, what? Montgomery replied. You didn't? No, why did you think that? Well, Montgomery started, now a bit confused himself. You kept saying I was coming with you. Yeah, the lab added, a little judgmentally. Because you are coming with me. The lab looked at Montgomery with confusion on his face. Yes, well, I suppose that's true. I am coming with you, Montgomery said. But why am I coming with you? There was a pause. The chocolate lab looked at him as if waiting for something. Why am I coming with you? Montgomery repeated. Oh, I'm sorry, you're asking me? You're the only one who can say why you do something, the chocolate lab said, exasperated. Uh, oh, well, I suppose so, Montgomery said. But why do you want me to come with you? Oh my goodness, so many questions, the dog said impatiently, as the ground they walked on turned to thick sand, which made their walk harder than before. Come on, the lab continued, I want to take you somewhere. It slowly dawned on Montgomery that he had misunderstood the whole situation. So, wait, I'm free to go? Of course you are. You think something my size can stop you? Montgomery considered this more. He looked at the chocolate lab, who now seemed a lot smaller and less intimidating than it had before. Oh, okay, Montgomery said, and started walking forward again, now that he knew it was his choice after all. He passed the chocolate lab, who started walking again also, and who soon took back the lead. They both remained silent for a moment, both taking stock of the situation. Then Montgomery realized that the introductions had only gone one way. By the way, my name is Montgomery. The chocolate lab looked at him, again with some condescension. Yeah, obviously, it replied. Montgomery was puzzled. Montgomery the Moose, the chocolate lab continued. I mean, everyone knows Montgomery the Moose. You're legendary. To be continued. If you enjoyed what you just heard, we'd love it if you would tell a friend about Tales from the Mooseverse. And also if you'd leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. We particularly love this review from Mama Noah, who said, My son and I listen to this every night. It has become a tradition before we go to sleep. We love that, and we've heard from a few others that you listen at bedtime too. Where and when do you listen to Tales from the Moose of Us? Let us know. As I mentioned at the beginning, we have a Patreon campaign launching this week. Visit mooseverse.com to get all the details and to join the Mooseverse Patreon team. And now that you've heard this story, we'd love to hear what you come up with. Why is Montgomery legendary? What's the deal, or should I say, quesadilla, with this chocolate lab? As always, we'd love to hear your stories about any of the Mooseverse characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. 
After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>